The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Well, welcome, Nico. Welcome Thank you. To, Thank well, you for having me. Of course. Of course. It's going to be a fun little pseudo road trip. Uh, I got to start off by asking you, though, because obviously we're talking about Italian foods today. Where, where's your, like, your, your favorite place to grab Italian food? That's a very tough question. Isn't it? Obviously, is, uh, my mom would hit me if I didn't say her kitchen. <laughs> but, naturally. Uh, naturally. That's a tough spot. There's a lot of great places. I honestly like chefs. I like chefs a lot in, in uh, downtown Buffalo. That's one of my favorites. Okay. In the Buffalo area, for oh, sure. Okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, so no Olive Garden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love, uh, I'm a, I grew up at, hooked on the Como, but uh, there's this place also downtown in Niagara Falls called, let me just double, it's Mullet. Is it Molinero? No, no, that's in Lockport, excuse me. Uh, but look, Molinero's is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Molinero's restaurant. Fortuna's, maybe? Yes, that's Fortunas what it was. Huge portions. Huge portions. Yeah, they do. They've got something like a weird cheese blend they put on like their veal parm and it's awesome it's so good it's been a while since i've been there because mm-hmm. my parents are like oh expensive but i'm like mm, <laughs> good good portions yeah yes. maybe i'm paying 25 bucks for spaghetti and a giant meatball but it's a giant meatball <laughs> and a giant plate of spaghetti get with the program mm-hmm. um <laughs> so welcome everybody to another week of eat sleep list and yes today's our first food-based list that we're making and uh i've i've grabbed my my most important Italian friend, of course, um, he is he's the the big cheese pun intended at the Wooden Spoon uh, Facebook page. If you're not following them on Facebook, uh, you're on YouTube as well. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, it's all at the Wooden Spoon Media. All right, go follow them, please. Uh, a lot of funny stuff coming out of there, and he's actually going to be starting a podcast. Uh, Part of our network. Actually, by the time this episode drops, it might be up by then. Uh, if not, it's coming very, very soon. So uh, I'm excited to talk some Italian uh, some Italian food with him today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, are you like 100%? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think I'm like... I used to think I was a lot more than my parents did. Well, I have to double check myself, but they mm-hmm. did one of, the, one of those swabs. I think I'm like s- between 60 and 70. Yeah, I'm scared to do the swab, and it's going to tell me like I'm not Italian at all. <laughs> and I've done all this work for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like a Pocahontas type thing, yeah. politically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not even Italian. Uh, oh, gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah, I grew up pretty prominently Italian household mm-hmm. sauce on every sunday yeah. uh, i think a lot of people in like the niagara falls buffalo area for sure it is a very high italian mm-hmm. population very yeah, high I, i'm part of the federation so i should know this One hundred and fifty thousand italian americans in buffalo <sighs> it's a big group mm-hmm. rochester i think there's 170 but there's like 1.1 million and then then the city in long island and R- stuff. right right i know like i hear stories about growing up and like immigrants and uh, like Niagara Falls was a pretty Western New York was a pretty. A lot of a lot of them came here when they came over to yeah. Ellis Island. They came to Niagara Falls, went to Buffalo. I mean, some stayed in New York, of course, but they're pretty much in the in all the, over. And the funny thing is, it's a lot of them in the Hamilton, Ontario, Toronto, Ontario. There's a ton of Italian Americans yeah. all across, like um, like Niagara Falls, Ontario, into Canada too. Right, right, yeah, big population, very proud, very proud mm-hmm. population. Uh, Sometimes a little loud, but (laughs) sometimes a little loud. Uh, But as we do with all first-time guests, uh, Nico wants uh, five things, five cool, maybe cool facts, 
five just things you want somebody to know uh, yeah. when you first meet them. All right. So um, one fact would be that I, I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own social media marketing agency, The Wooden Spoon Media. I've, I like renamed it. Everything's going to be under The Wooden Spoon brand now. It used um, to be a success agency, right? Yeah, it was the success agency, but um, we're going over to Wooden Spoon Media okay. with everything. Got the following for it. Now, <laughs> yeah, so. might as well. What's <laughs> wrong with it? Yeah, so um, that's one thing. An entrepreneur, um, born and raised in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, hmm. I coach wrestling. I'm a big wrestling advocate. Um, love wrestling. Two more. Two more. Um, we got fifty thousand followers on TikTok. I tell people I'm TikTok famous. That's Just pretty <laughs> cool. That's fifty thousand more than I have. So, uh, <laughs> so he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Seriously, find him on TikTok. Yeah. One more. Um, I have a lot of famous friends now that I started the Wooden Spoon. Um, I'm friends with Johnny Russo, who is Carlo Rizzi in The Godfather. Um, so hung out with him at his house in the Upper West, Upper East Side in New York City, and then backstage at his show at Fallsview Casino in March. So great cool. guy. Um, Austin Giorgio from The Voice, another friend of mine. So I tell people I have a lot of famous friends. Just yeah, you have a good way. You know how to talk to people and, and get. Get out there. Mm-hmm. Put your face out there. That's really cool. Because uh, pod, was it uh, not PodCon? I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, at the Nickel City Con last year, uh, right? You were trying to give. Yeah, I met the, I met some people from the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, hooked them all up with wooden spoon shirts. It was funny. They were so nice <laughs> afterwards too, because they thought it, they didn't know anything of it. They just thought like, oh, do you want me to promo this? And I go, no, it's just um, a gift for me. I just wanted to meet you guys. And then they were like, just like open books afterwards. So cool. And it was funny. One of the guys that were like running. Like Comic Con, they was like, yeah, they just cannot take pictures with this. And then after I told Drea Di Matteo and um, Aida Torturo, who is Janice and Adriana in The Sopranos, that it was just a gift. Like, oh, come on, we'll just take a picture with it anyways. <laughs> and we got a picture, and I obviously used it as advertising on the page and <laughs> sell some shirts off it. But um, yeah, they're great. And then we met Federico um, Castellucho, who was Furio in The Sopranos. Then. Okay. Man, that's really cool. Best is yet to come, though, right? Oh, yeah, Best for is sure. yet to come. For sure. I'm excited for you. So there you go. There's a quick uh, get to know on Nico before uh, before we get going. So, yes, uh, Italian food slash dishes. It's kind of a little bit of everything here. Uh, that's what we're covering today. So let's get started. Let's turn on our little copyright-free, royalty-free radio so I don't get sued. <laughs> and there it is. Nico, let's start off our, our pseudo road trip. Uh, what is your number ten favorite Italian food number slash 10. dish? Now this is all I'll, this I'll, I posted it on my pages to get um, some ideas from, but this is my personal list. I want to make that very clear because <laughs> I will get roasted for it somewhere. <laughs> I also didn't include Italian American dishes, so okay. um, just authentic Italian food like chicken parmesan. You will never see that in Italy. There's certain foods like that that you won't see in Italy. So I try to be, keep it as authentic as possible, okay. and um, it is my personal list. All right, so he's he's probably gonna be a little bit more authentic than I am, but it's okay. It is okay. All right, number ten, and um. It'll cause some controversy. I don't know if it's necessarily like a dish or a food, but I know it comes from Italy, and it's um, Nutella. Nutella on toast, Nutella for breakfast, um, on any dessert. And That's Nutella's a good one. one of my top favorites. That's a really good one. Honestly, growing up, it's a peanut butter Nutella sandwich for breakfast every single morning. <laughs> and then the kids always <laughs> got jealous on field trips when I'd have a bag lunch. Like, oh, what did, I got peanut butter and jelly. What would you get? And I go, I'm eating peanut butter and Nutella. That's fancy. Mm-hmm. That's fancy. Real fancy. I... I don't know why. I used to just eat random things, and I once I had a bag of tortilla chips once, and I was like, "There's nothing to dunk these in." And then I was like, "Oh, there's Nutella," so I just started dunking, and it was like the perfect sweet salty combo. I was hooked. I was it's like hooked. getting um, dessert nachos from Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. Those are my favorite. Those are very good. <laughs> very very good. Uh, 
All right, very good. So it's number 10. My number 10, I tried this a few times. Uh, when I lived in Rochester, I was dating a girl at the time, and uh, she was vegetarian, so I was like, oh, I'll do this. I'll do a vegetarian shtick. Uh, and eggplant parm. Eggplant parm. I don't know if it's probably not authentic. No, I, I think, think it's Italian-American. So. Oh, it is? I hate eggplant, <laughs> but it was actually really good. The way they, you know, I've had it prepared, it's pretty good. It's it's uh, like the long slice prepared or like short long slice. slice. See, long slice. Um, I do a cooking show with my mom. Okay. Wooden spoon cooking show, and we just one of the episodes. I have six that we shot, and I just haven't gotten to editing them. <laughs> one of them is eggplant parm. That oh. should that should be coming out soon. Okay. Very good. No, it's a fan. It's such a good dish. It's such a good mm-hmm. dish. Yeah. I'm, we we eat that a lot during like Lent when we, on Friday. Oh yeah, staying yeah. away from the meat. Yep. I gotcha. I gotcha. All we'll, right. We'll do like a veg, um, a vegetarian lasagna, and we'll just layer it with eggplant too. <sighs> That sounds good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I legit just don't like straight eggplant, but when it's prepared right, when it's Italianized, I will call it, uh, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You can hardly taste the uh, the eggplanty. Uh, all right, number nine. We'll move on to um, number nine. I got calamari. One of the favorite appetizers, I think, of most Italians. Um, calamari, and I'll even eat the um, the legs of the octopus. A lot yeah. of people stray away from that, but I'm a fan. I love, I've grown in recent years, because my mom, uh, growing up, she did tuna fish sauce uh, and regular sauce. But my wife's family, one of their big traditions for Christmas time is the calamari sauce. When, and it changed my world. Like, that stuff's really, really good. I wouldn't have eaten that like 10, 15 years ago. And I wouldn't even touch it. My sister but. still shies away from most seafood, but um, I'm a huge seafood fan. It's, oh, it's very, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I'll put that on everything. That on everything. Uh, all right, number nine. I got big ziti. Big ziti's delicious. It's very good. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a very good cook by any means, but uh, yeah, when I was living with my ex in Rochester, that was her favorite. Uh, my favorite thing that she made. It was really good. My mom makes it pretty good. Uh, the cheese, the sauce, the uh, oh, is it? What's the? It's the, so good. It's one of those things that you don't think. St- that bad for you, but it's so bad for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrendous. It's so delicious, though. <laughs> but, yeah, you can't get enough. You just keep just stuffing it down your gullet. Mm-hmm. That's that's normally what I do. But, yeah, number nine, baked ziti. What do you got for number eight? Number eight, I got a caprese salad. So that's with the fresh mozzarella, the tomatoes from the garden, and then salt, pepper, oregano, basil leaves, and then the secret to a good caprese salad is on top of the olive oil, you put balsamic glaze over the top. That's, it's the it's a summertime lunch meal. It sounds refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, a- even, I'll even do a caprese salad pizza. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that sounds really fresh good. Fresh mozzarella, fresh tomatoes, and then I, the key's the balsamic glaze. <laughs> That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, looking at me, I'm clearly not a huge salad guy, but uh, I do appreciate a good salad every now it's, and then. It's half cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's not like the good, good, the good for you oh, salad, but, not, but, it, but it tastes awesome. damn good. Mm-hmm. Tastes damn good. You think you're eating healthy, but you're not. That's the most Italian food. You think you're eating healthy, and it's just not at all. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, all them carbs. Uh, number eight for myself. I have. It's a classic dish. Spaghetti meatballs. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it. Uh, very few things are, I don't know, it's its like the de facto Italian yep. food. Mm-hmm. It's the Everybody Italian has emoji. It. It's the emoji. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, whether, I think even if you're like, even if you're not Italian, you've had spaghetti meatballs mm-hmm. at least a few times mm-hmm. in your life. And 
oh, it's yeah. My mom always prepared it really good. Wife uh, prepares it pretty good when she cooks. Uh, it's such a simple dish, and I'll just pour the Parmesan cheese over it. Sometimes my one of my favorite things to do with it, not just eating it um, as it is, but throwing it in like a sandwich. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's. I, that's, it's something, that's something you do in the, in middle school, at, in the lunch, in the cafeteria. When, yeah, you well, your piece of bread and then load it up with the spaghetti. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. My wife actually used to make, or uh, excuse me, my ex, oh boy, uh, used to make a, uh, that's not good, uh, used to make a spaghetti bread. It was like bread, it was like a thing of bread, mm. and it was stuffed with spaghetti meatballs, and it was, it was in cheese, and it was really good. It was, uh... Yeah, it was a good little. My good dad, little. my dad will cook, and he'll just do like whatever we have. So if there's leftovers one day, he'll get like sausage, throw spaghetti on top, and cut up meatballs, and then just load it with cheese, and like we've got a sandwich now. Yeah, whatever. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. That's that's how I roll. I'll, I'll turn anything, any leftovers into a sandwich. I don't care what it is, macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. I will make it into a sandwich. That's how I roll. Uh, <laughs> all right, number seven, my friend. Number seven, I got beans and greens. So some of these dishes, it's like. A lot of Italian Americans grew up on the lower middle class or just the poorer class of um, Americans, and you don't have a lot to choose from. And now, like all these dishes that they prepared back then, are like delicacies now. Like, right. One of them is beans and greens. It's just a very simple dish. Just get the great northern beans and some escarole, and you've got an amazing dinner. And you stock the freezer with it afterwards. <laughs> That's something like I could eat like a bowl of that, and then you're just no problem. Yeah. yeah. You're done for the rest of the night. <laughs> That's so filling. filling. That's filling. I do. Yeah, I think we, we tried that a couple times when I was younger. And then I started eating too much. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh. That's, that's one of the things. It's, it's a little, it's a little healthier. <laughs> Ill <green> stuff. <laughs> Ill healthiness. Uh, number seven, I went with a dessert here. I went with a dessert. The cannoli. Classic. Classic. Can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love everything cannoli. Uh, my great aunt used to make it and just give us a bunch and i'd have my hands on it as much as i could uh, now, how do you how do you prefer do you like the chocolate chips on the side do you get like the chocolate filling or what's like, I like the chocolate to? chips on the side mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a good way to it, it's a, like a flavor burst when you take that first yeah. bite and that usually I, I can take them in two or three bites <laughs> unless they're like some giant ones but um yeah, it's a good way to kind of. It's tough. It's tough to find cannoli in Niagara Falls and Buffalo. There's like yeah. one place that I know of, Romeo and Juliet's on Hurdle in Buffalo. That's a place. Decamels doesn't make it. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say that right. I. They don't, but I haven't seen it. If they do, okay. They might. Some of them might. Some of them may not. Right. I know there's a couple different. A uh, couple different Decamels around uh, here. Latinas. Latinas does. Okay. In the falls. Okay. Yeah, you don't see them too often. Uh, they had them at, like I went to Darien Lake and they had like cannolis, <laughs> and they were it's the hard, super it's hard, size it's one. It's hard to find really, really good ones. Yes, still. yes, I completely agree. You know, the ones that are like frozen at tops. Or you just, I need a good homemade one. And my my great aunt uh, Joanne, she made uh, wonderfully cannoli dip too. You ever have that? It's the best. I'm, I, we like discovered that on our own years ago, and then we see, like then like the next week we walk into Wegmans, and then it's we mainstream. Just it. yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we came up with that idea. <laughs> we'll like run out of cannoli shell, and we'll just have this dip, and then we'll just put it on whatever. Yeah. No, my uh, was it when I was doing pro wrestling? One of my buddies, he likes to bring different dips. He's brought like a funfetti dip. He did an animal, brought an animal cracker dip, but he usually brings something. And the one day he brought the cannoli dip, mm-hmm. and I was like. This is good. Why have I never had this before? It's absolutely genius. So, 
I'm gonna try to. That's something like real, like Italian Italians, like, because I even get like crap on a lot of times. So like, oh, you're not a real Italian, you're a fake Italian. It's yeah. Just, I'm probably gonna get that after this episode. <laughs> it's um, they'll call that they'll call that Metagon. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, like the cannoli dip. Okay. Metagon. It's just like slang for like, you're white. <laughs> <laughs> Learn something new. Yeah. I learned I something. I mean, sometimes new. it's good though. Like I'll eat cannoli dip all day. All day. I'll, I'll eat stuff that's not Italian. Italian. It's what you like. Exactly. It's what your body's asking mm-hmm. for. Craving. Uh, so all right, that's my number seven. We're moving on to number six. Number six. I have cannoli. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put I put a lot of desserts on here. Did too, you? Because I'm a huge sweet guy. I love desserts. I love all things sweet. So. Yeah. I kick off breakfast with peanut butter and Nutella. (laughs) (laughs) No better way to start the day. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's a hard one. Like, if you talk to a lot of Italians, I'm sure they would have this on their top Mm ten. I think it would be pretty uh, hard to dispute. It's not my favorite dessert, though. We'll get into more. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, Number six, type of pasta, gnocchi. Gnocchi's good. It's a very filling. You pronounced it so much better than 90% of people, by the way, too. I used to do it. Oh, I learned. I I got... chastised <laughs> i used to say yonkey yeah and i mean then, even that one's a little bit better than little, like ganakis oh oh that was, i've yeah. never heard that one. Oh yeah Nyanki. uh very good pronunciation thank you i applaud you on that thank you on sure. that that's probably like the only italian word i know uh, <laughs> uh lots of practice lots my dad i think yelled at me for it one time mm-hmm. he's not even like i don't even know if he's more than half italian but uh yeah uh it's a very filling. That's one of the things. It, it's like an honorable mention on mine. It's not on my top ten. Okay. It's just so filling. And that's that's important for me. It's delicious. Don't get me wrong. Spaghetti. It's like it's thin. I love it. It's a you know. There's a couple thin. different ways to make it. How do you um prefer it? Because my mom uses potatoes sometimes, which Ooh. knock you on your ass. I've never had it that way. I've just had gnocchis and sauce. Okay. So potatoes. She makes the gnocchi out of potato. Oh, she makes it out of a straight potato. Yeah, potato gnocchi. Oh. Oh, there's a bunch of different ways. That's just one of them. Those are the really, really heavy ones. Those just sit in your stomach all night. Oh, I can feel the bubble guts mm. already. It sounds good though. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, I never had it. Th- I don't think I've ever had it that way before. Mm-hmm. That was delicious. All right, we are on to our top five. Top five. Top number five for me is an anipasto, which is basically like all Italian cold cuts and R- like bread. So you could get like the Soprasada, mortadella, prosciutto, and then like anytime you get an antipasto, there's obviously a ton of bread, um, peppers, just everything antipasto. It's okay. Served with big Sunday dinners, like the first thing you'll get is an antipasto, pass the bread around, yes. pass the meat tray around, olives, you'll get all that. So a good antipasto is crucial for the perfect Italian meal. I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. That uh, usually when we do that one, like restaurants or um, some of the bigger holidays, you know, like a, like a Christmas dinner yep. or something like that. That's usually where... That's how you know it's a holiday when they break out the animosity. Mm-hmm. It's clutch. Uh, number five. I'm going to go with uh, tortellini. Tortellini's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, another another one that's pretty mm-hmm. filling. One of the things I didn't do is I didn't go like in-depth on the pastas because okay. there's just so many of them. There was a lot. I wanted there to was a lot. cover just a lot. I had to specify... I mm-hmm. definitely specify what I, uh, what I what I liked. But yeah, tortellini, it's, you know... It's stuffed. Mm-hmm. It's good. Everybody makes it kind of a different way. Uh, I've had it in sauce, without sauce. It's good. I love it. My mom makes some um, chicken soup and we'll put tortellini. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's so a really good. good idea. I'm 
so jealous. <laughs> so jealous. Uh, I'm going to adopt your mom to be my mom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, number five for me, tortellini. And we're going on to our number four. All right, number four is my favorite Italian dessert. It's sfogliatelle. Okay. Sfogliatella. Or like, <clears throat> it's also like similar to lobster tails. And if you go in to see how it's made, it'll blow your mind. It takes... It's so tedious of a process to make it. It's all thin, flaky layers of dough and then stuffed with either like a custard or a white cream. Ooh! It's my. Have you watched it being made? I watched before? it like like on videos and stuff, okay. and I'm trying to convince. Me. My mom will not make it with me on the <laughs> cooking show. I'm trying to convince her to make homemade lobster tail <laughs> because she says like, especially the ba- the bakeries in like New York City and everything, they float, they fly in like all this crazy equipment from Italy to make this. It's like, have you ever made homemade pasta? You know how you yes. have to like roll the dough. It's like almost like a hundred of layers of just really thinly rolled out dough to make a lobster tail. Sounds like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it though. It's my absolute favorite dessert. Okay. Yeah. I have noticed that. Like, uh, that's uh, good Italian food is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, especially made from scratch. Uh, you know, growing up with my grandmother and, and so many people, you've seen them uh, like all day, like Sunday, all day. We weren't eating until like six, seven o'clock, but first thing in the morning, they're up, they're prepping, they're getting ready. Mm-hmm. It's it's their special day. It's, it's their- a, yeah. I mean, every Sunday you wake up like it's a big pot of sauce. My mom usually will make like an obscene amount and then freeze it in like those regatta containers. Yeah. So yep. my freezer's like a couple months worth of just different kinds of sauce. <laughs> and I lived in Rochester. My mom used to send me mm-hmm. send me uh, back home with uh, with a full one every now and then. It's so so good, mm-hmm. so good. Uh, my number four, I, this might, I think it might be straight Italian. Fettuccine Alfredo, or is that a little American? It depends. I love it, I love it too. I love I love Alfredo mm-hmm. as it is. and uh, You can mix different whatever. I've had it with chicken. I've had it with various seafood, shrimp, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's good every time. It's it's, it's got kind of a good flavor. You know, one thing a lot of people don't know is that chicken in general is not very like Italian. No, not, it's not. not a lot of Italians like in Italy eat chicken. I mean, obviously in America, that's pretty much what everybody. Eats. <laughs> yeah, chicken was every is with everything. So I, yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, that is my number four. All right, number three on the top three. Top three veal parmesan. Mm. Now a lot of like, there's like a thing of like parmesan's not 100 percent like Italian Italian, but veal parm is my one of my. It's like what I have my mom make me on my birthday. Right. That's that's the go-to. It's a special mm-hmm. special dish for you. I've had it a few times. I've had it a few times. And obviously, I love chicken parm. I didn't put chicken parm in my top ten. It probably would have been if it was <laughs> just like any meals. Chicken parm is like one of my favorites, either like on a sandwich or with pasta. Like anything Parmesan. Okay. It's loaded with sauce and cheese. Mm, make me hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is lasagna. Lasagna. I. It was a. It was a treat. We probably got it once every couple months. My mom. So good at making lasagna. Even I still got some. My father-in-law is pretty good. He actually, I, I never had it before. He made it for me, but put like little, I think it was like bits of sausage or like you can put little bits of meat. or sausage. You can put a little bits of meat in it. And, but my mom always just did it straight with the ricotta, the ricotta, excuse me, and uh, and you know pasta and sauce. And that's kind of how that's how I grew up eating it. And it was she. I actually begged her. I'll never forget her this then this one time. They like. I don't know if they were making fun of me or what, but I was like, man, I really want lasagna. It's been a long time. So she made it, and they got the camcorder out <laughs> to see me walking in. I'm like, 
really? Now I'm mad. <laughs> I'll eat the lasagna, but now I'm mad because I don't know if you're trying to make fun of me or not. My mom is really extra when she makes lasagna. Sometimes she'll l roll meatballs, like mini meatballs, and put them in the lasagna. Put it in? It's the most extra thing, but I mean... It's very extra, so but I, I respect it. I as, respect. as we were going out with this podcast, I realized I'm extremely spoiled. <laughs> very fortunate. Yeah. Very fortunate. Uh, oh, that's so cool. But yeah, three years lasagna. Uh, number two. Number two is pizza for me. Okay. And of course, like, we actually make our pizza. Everything about our pizza at home is homemade. Right. Like, obviously... The dough, the sauce, everything. The dough, everything. I've been actually making pizza most lately. Okay. So I've been... So you're trying on TikTok and trying to get the spin thing going. Yeah, it, it's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> I've just punched dough, like, right through the dough. I'll go with the rolling pin, and then people make fun of me for using a rolling pin. Yeah. You pull the dough, you gotta pull the dough, but I'm a novice to pizza making, but... <laughs> I think I make a damn good pizza. All right. I'll have to try I it I think sometime. Dave Portnoy would be impressed. <laughs> You'll have to have him on. You yeah. have to work your magic and get him on. Uh, yeah. It's homemade pizza making a lot of fun. Uh, my mom's been doing it for years. I was living at home. Wednesdays and Saturdays were homemade pizza nights. Okay. And, oh, it was great. She found out a way to do stuffed crust, too. It's expensive. Just okay. rolling the string cheese and the crust. Yeah. And it was money every time. Every time. But, uh. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely coming up soon for me. Uh, but number two, and it's the American Italian. Uh, it is chicken parm. Mm -hmm. It's classic. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love chicken parm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, it's. My mom used to make it a lot. Obviously, I keep saying that for every one of these because yeah, that's where I most got my. Uh, it was tough, but it was good. It, it hit right. Chicken parm sandwiches I could make out of it and, and whatever hit good. I had a very, like, the I went to the Como, and it was very, um, what's the phrasing? Loose? <laughs> it kind of, it pulled apart very easily, and I wasn't, like, the sauce was a little little watery, um, but I kind of grew to like that, but I, I think that's actually how they do it in, te in Italy. The sauce is a little bit more watery, and that's yeah. what I've been told by a couple former Italian residents. Mm -hmm. Uh, that our style of like Italian is much much different yeah than theirs uh, for but, sure but yeah chicken parm I don't think I've ever had a I can never say I had a bad one even like that that one at Como I still like enjoyed pretty mm -hmm. pretty good can't, yeah I can't say I've ever had a bad one mm -hmm. I'll, get, I'll have to get hook you up with some of our chicken cutlets okay mm -hmm. alright sounds good to me sounds good to me mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite things to like make or if I see it's being made for dinner it's chicken, easy chicken cutlets like you smell you, that's the stuff you smell like pulling into the driveway at home <laughs> like you could already smell like seeping through the house <laughs> That is a good. That, that is a good point. Because I, I would like when I got older and started driving, I'd come home and it was like, a, especially like winter time. My mom loves to cook Italian during the winter time, and you just kind of know. You see the, the the windows of the kitchen are all fogged up. You know you get you're coming home to a good Italian meal. But, all right, made it to number one. Number one, I've got just pasta meatballs. I mean, prepared all ways, of course. Like it's so hard to distinguish, like different pastas from shapes to like ravioli to there's lasagna. so many and it's literally i mean but i mean all kinds of pasta meatballs it means it's sunday dinner or it's family time you're getting around you're all eating pasta meatballs obviously it's not going to be bad you know it's going to be delicious every single time yeah but if i had to pick up almost like a favorite pasta and sauce combination it would probably be vodka sauce yeah that's okay. my absolute like favorite sauce okay yeah, that's a good you can't beat that mm -hmm can't beat that like we said before it's pretty much the de facto mm -hmm. italian thing and yeah there are a ton of excuse me different types of pastas shapes and and all that stuff and 
you know, that's why I separated because different different filling levels. Mm-hmm. In mind, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many like I could have done this list so many <laughs> ways. Oh, I know. It was very challenging. Yeah. It was very very challenging. Uh, and my number one was your number two. Pizza. It's pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love pizza. I live for every time I go somewhere new. I I have to try it. Uh-huh. Uh, new city. You know, uh, I couldn't wait when I went to New York City for the first time a couple years ago. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go and try try and see what this New York City pizza is all about. It's pretty it's good. So, it's I'll, I make my mom so mad because when I say like I'll go to New York City and I went through like all the top Portnoy ones too. Like I went to John's on Bleecker, which is my favorite pizza place of all time. Right. I just don't have the equipment at home. That's what I need. <laughs> We're thinking about building a brick oven now, so. We gotta figure it out, and then actually the secret to homemade pizza is um, it's called Doppio Zero Flour. It's called Double Zero Flour. Okay. It's really really expensive, and then there's actual pizza crust yeast you have to buy. What is the specialness of this double? I double wish I knew. I should have done my research before. You did Oh, no. it just you just use it and it's magical. Yeah. Okay. It's magical. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. yeah, but New York City pizza too. It's good. I went to a place called Italy in New York City. That's my favorite place on the entire planet. Italy is. You want to, it blew my mind when I went there. Authentic Italian food, you go to Italy. You could eat at any of the places. Um, I actually ate on the rooftop. Oh, you did? Flatiron one time. Yeah, and ordered this crazy steak. They bring it out, like, before they even cut it to show you. Like, I, like, went all out. I was on a date, so I went all out. Of course, of course. No, and when I found, when we went to this place, uh, we went 4th of July weekend. I think it was two summers ago. And that was the first night we came in. We, we stayed in New Jersey. We went and found this place because my sister had heard of it, or she tried it before, and she was looking for it. And, like, it's a really cool spot. There's it's so much to so it. so expensive. It's very expensive. But, I mean, you know, there's it's very whole, authentic. There's a whole Nutella bar where they make crepes. You could have Nutella-flavored, like, espressos and cappuccinos. They make, like, anything Nutella. Really? They have the big jugs in Nutella, too. It's like... It's like a paint bucket filled in Nutella, basically. I, oh, my God. I'll, I, every time I go to New York, I'm going to Italy, and, like, there's, like, all these crazy pastas. I remember I bought... My dad loves, like, thick spaghetti or, like, bugatini, so there was this pasta. It was literally, like... I know they're not going to be able to see it, like, at home listening, but it was, like, the <laughs> thickest pasta. It was, like... It was longer than my entire arm. Really? Yeah. I can only imagine. But, like, yeah, Italy's, like... um there's like a meat counter. It's like a grocery store plus like one of your most authentic. There's like five Italian restaurants inside yes. the place. One's like for fish. One's for like meat. And then I don't know. And then yeah, the, the pizza. Rooftop. Yeah, they had the, the pizza. The pizza place was really too. cool. It was. I tried everything. Uh, I tried to have at least a slice of everything. And the, the mar, was it margarita? I think they pronounce it. Yeah, margarita. Margarita. Uh, pizza was the best one. But they had some other cool little things. And you could just taste the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, so, you know, pizza has been very, very Americanized. We have our own kind of touch on it. But you could just tell how authentic and real, you know, th- this was. And, yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to go back. I don't know. There's one in Toronto now. Is there? Of course we can't get to Toronto right now. Of course. um, There's two in New York City. I know there's one in Toronto. Those are the closest. Okay. They're opening up all over the place. Good. Mm -hmm. As they should. Toronto Toronto has some rough pizza. I never had Toronto pizza. There's a lot of rough places around there with some pizza. Actually, I went up one time and my buddy got pizza and it was... I just... It just looked bad. (laughs) I had... I mean, this might be, you know, sacrilegious to Italians, but... I got a Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm okay with pineapples on pizza personally, and it, the pizza tasted like cardboard. Like I didn't taste any flavor to it. I can't remember the place. It's a big. It's kind of a chain up there. Okay. 
Uh, Boston pizza, maybe? No. no. Oh, Christ. I can't think. I can't remember it. It was bad. It was really bad. Like, I was like, okay, you know what? I can't do this. And I went over to 7-Eleven, bought a pizza. <laughs> that much better. Much better. Yeah, Toronto's funny because Toronto's a very segregated place. Yeah. Like, if you go into Toronto, the, where the Italians hang out, it's called Woodbridge, Ontario. And that's where you'll find everything. Like, guys straight from Italy, all the um, pastry shops, the restaurants, it's all in Woodbridge. Right, right. Yeah, it is it is weird how it is like that. I've been there, up there a few times. I used to go wrestle up there every, every month. Excuse me. But there it is. We made our list. We got through it, everybody. Do you have any honorable mentions or anything? I've got a, a couple things to add. Go ahead. Yeah, because please do. We didn't please co- do. I didn't cover any like drinks or anything. And there's some very Italian drinks. <sighs> you got to say, bring up that Beverly. That like, it's like a Coca-Cola. Is it the Italian Coca-Cola? No, no, no. no. I've, that's I've terrible. I've never heard of that. By the way, I've, I've had really I've had mole cola. Okay, before. that's really Coca-Cola is. It's I think it's called Beverly. It's the Italian version of it. Oh. No, but I'll kind of just run yeah, through please this do. drinks list. Um, please do. So I don't know if you've ever heard of grappa. So grappa is to Italians what tequila is to Mexicans or what vodka is to Russians. Okay. So grappa is actually made from, like, the scraps when you're making wine, like the stems, some of the um, the grape skins, and they'll kind of make it into this, like, very potent, just alcoholic just beverage, and it's, like, vodka for Italians, and it's... Is it usually a pretty homemade thing, or do they um, like? Can you yes find it in no. stores? Oh, you can find it at stores, and it gets really, really expensive too. Okay. It's like almost like a delicacy now, but um, it's not for everybody. Okay. I've never. You, my dad introduced me to it, and he's like the only person I've ever seen really drink it besides him and my one uncle in Toronto. Not a lot of people know about it, but that's like one of the most Italian drinks you could get alcohol-wise. And then of course there's just Italian wine. There's limoncello. Which have you ever heard limoncello before? I believe I have. That's know. like one that everybody loves. Everybody loves limoncello. Yeah. Um, a lot of Italians will drink it after dinner just to kind of settle your palate and everything. Right, right. And then my favorite Italian drink would be espresso. I'm a huge coffee person. I make my own out of like a mocha pot, make my own cappuccino, so big coffee guy. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. I knew you were the man for the job. I knew you were the man for the job. And, dude, thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for coming me. on. This was a lot of fun getting mm-hmm. a chat. I learned a little bit. Um, I'm excited you're going to be joining our network. Absolutely, it's so a pumped. huge. It's a it's a big family, and you're just going to fit right in. I can already tell. Thank you, uh, listeners. Yeah, nice quick nice quick one versus the the nice long one we had last week. The almost <laughs> two hour one. So I made up for it here. But uh, regardless, those are our top ten Italian food slash dishes slash drinks uh, in the honorable mention category. I'm not sure what we're going to do next week. I'm not sure. But, of course, you'll have to tune in. Uh, check us out, as always. And uh, make sure you go find us on Facebook. Every day, daily top five lists. We want to become as, you know. Those are fun. I look forward to those. They're so cool. Yeah, it's I want it to become like this regular habit, like the like a crossword puzzle. Like mm-hmm. everybody does crossword puzzles oh, in the morning with yeah, the morning paper. Good, yeah. I want it to become like kind of this this daily routine ritual. Mm-hmm. So I try to think of some stuff. I it's there's literally something for everybody. Uh, one day you might really like the the top at the top five. One day you might not. But I try to hit everybody's kind of interest uh, in that regard. But thank you so much for listening, all. Nico, once again, thank you. Thank you for having me. And to the listeners, do you even list? Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, 
Did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother f- Delay of game, offense.